drive forward on that far side. That's a wall. Don't react. That's a wall. You can't do that. You can't do that. And we'll just see what happens here. Carey will be off. Benapiece and Matson will miss three games. Friday evening can only mean one thing. It's the only time notebook. Uh, hello to me. My name's Gavin at G Horsfall on Twitter. Good evening to John at Set Piece Hero on Twitter. John, how are you doing? Hello to me as well. Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Good. Uh, a fantastic weekend ahead of us, I think. It feels like a. I couldn't stop at the list that I wanted to back this week. It feels like a doubles and trebles from 12 kind of, of week and our good news that we can I think you're pretty much the same and we can share a few of those with with the listeners um it was a strange week for scorers I thought I reflected on what 4.45 last Saturday uh, we didn't back any winners and it wasn't really a, a day when you thought that we'd miss much either I guess uh, maybe Conor Ogilvy at, um, at Portsmouth third goal of the season I mean how much do we how much have we followed him over the last few seasons? He's six to one in yes. a place now. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's no one where you looked at it and thought, oh, I missed that or I could have backed him. Mm. Um, like I say, Ogilvy's one of those examples where if you keep getting in there and you you know you do score one or two, you can go on a bit of a run. But he's yeah, fair play to him. But I think the days of him going off twenty fives have gone now forever, probably. <laughs> Um, I guess we did strike a little bit lucky with Ian Matson reverting to type. I don't think it was um, Josh Bowler that initiated his his temper tantrum um, for um, Burnley, but um, but yeah, he saw red. I didn't back the red card, but the back the any card. But um, I, I, I sat and watched Tranmere in the week uh, against Newcastle, and they they backed up what we'd been saying all month in front of the live TV cameras, which is they can't defend set pieces, and they were moaning about a bit of grappling and not getting a fair runner from from corners but I guess part and parcel of the game and they even against higher level opposition they showcased that yeah we were right all along and Tranmere are a team that continue to be vulnerable from set pieces uh, we both watched the uh, Welcome to Wrexham airing on Disney Plus as well which I think was um, feels like a good feel good story to um, to follow over the next few weeks yeah it's a good start I mean they just, they just seem likeable likeable enough blokes to be honest which I don't know how long that will sometimes you need a little bit of a wrong in there as a character but yeah it was a good start quite reminding me quite a lot of some until I die but we'll, we'll see how it develops but yeah I got into the mood of watching it and I quite fancied watching a few more but yeah I felt for the writer that they sent over as their kind of kind of fall guy for <laughs> dealing with the team as he yeah. you know I, I'd never been in and around that level of football but I can imagine that was a tough thing to do and footballers being footballers wouldn't have given that much time anything take your fancy this week yeah there are a few players or a couple of players the one was Ali Alhamadi for Wickham who's a young striker who's had his, I think it was his first league start last weekend he scored in the league cup in midweek uh, he just looks a little bit of a different type of striker than Wickham have had for a few years from what I can tell on the brief brief look at him uh, he's been around a few I think he was at Liverpool uh, might be wrong on that he's been at a few 
higher clubs and um, quite an interesting backstory, uh, uh, how he came to England, etc. But yeah, he just looked very sharp. Um, you know, you need to see more of him really, but he just caught my eye. The other one was League Two, where uh, I actually had a bet, another bet in the uh, top scorer market. I still think that market, um, you know, the the front runners at the moment. That you can't knock them too much, but they're not really traditional strikers, are they? Or mm-hmm. even so, there could still be someone who can spring from nowhere in there. And I thought Will Swan was interesting at 50s um, for Mansfield. Uh, the unfortunate injury to Reese Oates probably means he'll get even more playing time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he, he would have got a lot anyway, but he, he would definitely get possibly some more now. Um, what I noticed last weekend is he was a really good relationship already with uh, Hartigan, who we mentioned yeah. being a great, great sign. And there was some fantastic link-up play. Uh, so Mansfield, the best team in the league so far on a lot of the metrics. So if he is going to be the starting striker, then I think Will Swan is interesting at fifties. I like it. Yeah, Sam Hoskins running away with that one at the moment. But yeah, not not someone that you'd expect to get too far into double figures. Just feels like a bit of a hot streak at the moment. But we shall see. Um, let's start off then. Like I said, we've got plenty to get through this week. Um, some familiar names, some new names. Uh, John, do you want to start us off? Where's your, where's your best bet of the week? So, yeah, my nap is Matthew Pennington at 14s for Shrewsbury away at Bristol Rovers. Uh, pretty straightforward, really. Last 18 months or so, he's been in the top four or five defenders constantly for the XG. He has actually scored a few goals, which is unusual for one of my selections. Um, he's he's noted a couple of games ago, he's actually had two chances from open play as well, which is a new development this season, not something he was doing last year. He linked up quite well from open play. He had a excellent shot from the in the box against Burnley in the week. Uh, not really a good chance, but the way he took it shows that he's really developing his finishing. He's unlucky. It's a good save. A uh, couple of headers as well as usual. Just a very solid option. Uh, Dunk, uh, Dunkley as well is a similar price, but I just favour Pennington, though Dunk, Dunkley is pretty reliable at the moment as well. Uh, Shrewsbury attackers aren't scoring or aren't really firing. So if someone's going to score from it, I'd imagine it could be one of those two, or obviously Luke Lee, he's a lot shorter. Uh, Bristol Rovers still look a work in progress, probably develop over the season. So the nap is Matthew Pennington at 14 to 1. For me, then, um, let's go through the, the standard filter for any selection. So let's go to a team that we don't trust defensively. Okay, ticking the box for Hartlepool, conceded 10 games, uh, 10 goals in three games on the road this year. Let's, let's look at the next filter. There's quality of opposition. So they face Leighton Orient this weekend, top of the division. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not setting the world alight from set pieces. But you consider some of the teams that they've come up against, Mansfield, Colchester, Crawley, Grimsby, you know, from a set piece XG perspective, Despite their, their their relatively lowly league position, some of these teams are relatively solid enough teams when it comes to creating XG chances. So Hartlepool, completely different kettle of fish to, to all of those four. Spent a couple of minutes watching Orient set pieces, and he's pretty creative. You know, George Moncur moves it quick, late arrivals in the box. I say looks pretty creative. And, and if we're looking for some some target men, Omar Beckles, Daniel Happy, both circled 
for a big game. But I think we go with Happy at double the price. Been relatively quiet this term, coming off an injury hit season last year. A couple of good chances against Swindon two weeks back, but plenty of variance in his prices. 17 to 1 is the answer that we are looking for. We'll start off with Daniel Happy for Orient. Yeah, the next best is James Ball for Rochdale at Crawley or Jimmy Ball, depending on the firm. Um, there's one firm that are still calling him Jimmy Ball for some reason. Um, now, this is a... I'm still convinced Rochdale aren't as bad as the table suggests, which probably being naive because I thought that last year as well. Um, when they conceded from a set piece, Rochdale, this is within quarter of an hour in midweek I almost messaged you saying this makes a change but then I looked again when you actually look at midweek against Sheffield Wednesday they conceded three absolute worldies so you can't really hold that against them um I know someone who's at the game who said he thought they actually battled on really well in the second half um this looks a potential letdown spot for me for Crawley after the Fulham high in midweek um I'm not going to change my original view on Crawley just on that game even though it was impressive obviously uh, Crawley have just appointed Chris Galley as the director of football who was one of the top guys at Statsbomb and used to work for Matthew Benham at Brentford so that looks a more sensible move than perhaps we expected um, but going back to Jimmy Ball he's I've mentioned him a few times He's he's got a lot of shots away this year considering the results of Rochdale uh, he's been a little bit unlucky. Uh, he's, he's not afraid to have a shot. He's getting into the box a lot. Um, he's linking up really well with Sakiri, who's on loan from Sheffield United at right wing back. Seems to be setting up most of his, not going to say chances, but most of his shots. Um, obviously, a bit of a chance here that Rochdale actually click into gear and hopefully score a goal, which is a, a slight, you could look at that as a negative. Um, I don't think they've downed tools in any way. They, I say, I still think they're a little, I'm not saying they're great, I still think they're a little bit better than the table suggests. So I'm going to go with James Ball at 13 to 2, best price. Next best for me, then, I'm averse to having too strong an opinion on the side that I support. But this Jonathan Panzo price continues to be wrong, I think. He's worth adding to any stable at 25 to 1 for a country side that we know are strong from set pieces. So the absence of Gustavo Hamers is going to impact delivery. But I think Jake Bigwell's having some of his best kind of run of games in a cough shirt. He was good against Millwall. He can continue. I think we've got strong set piece delivery. We like Hull in this household. There's, you know, we, we had some positive words to say about, about him in the pre-season previews, but no doubt that last week's capitulation against West Brom looked like it had been coming. The data's put them well behind in most games today. They're behind the my aerial dual back of a fag packet maths as well. People are going to remember Panzo from his 25 yarder that hit the bar against Sunderland, but the XG probably not telling the whole story here. It isn't like an absolute salmon for one at the near post against Millwall that just comes off the player in front and hits the bar. I like Kov here. I like set-piece Kov here particularly, and at three times the price of, of Carl McFadzine, double the price of Dom Hyam if he starts, then Panzo has to be the one at 25-1. to 1. So four selections there. John, any, anything else as we run through 
um, the rest of the, the EFL slate. Anything else take your fancy? Yeah, one in League One, which is um, my now weekly, let's suppose Sheffield Wednesday for no real reason uh, segment. Uh, I've noticed that Ben Hennigan is out for a few weeks, uh, just been announced today by Darren Moore. So they're now short of centre-backs again. I think they've only got two fit. Um, Forest Green have had a, it's quite a tough fixture list so far. Uh, I know you like Oliver Casey. I looked at him here. Um, he had some more moments in midweek as well, I noticed. He seems to be getting chances pretty much every game. Um, but the player who really I was quite close to here was uh, Corey O'Keefe, who's mm-hmm. a very good, well, potentially a very good player, I think. And he he just looked a lot more comfortable at left wing back than I expected. Um, so he, he obviously he can play right wing back as well, always gets forward, gets forward a lot last year for Rochdale. Um, he's just starting to settle in there. He looks like he's don't know about believing himself and not saying he never did, but he looks like he's just getting himself well established in the side. So he's not quite big enough for me considering the match odds against Sheffield Wednesday, but he was close for me. Yeah. And there's a couple of uh, transfers that have been made in the championship this week who are of interest. First one is Matt Clark. who has gone to Middlesbrough from Brighton. He's played 110 games now for a 25 year old and constantly a threat when he was at West Brom last season. Um, I don't think he'll play tomorrow or Saturday, sorry, because he didn't seem to have much of a pre-season, but he's one to note for future weeks. Now, the other one who I am interested in for tomorrow is Courtney Howes, who's gone to Watford from Villa. Um, Had pretty fair numbers for Villa the last few years. Obviously, he's not played all the time, but dropping back down the level, he looks a fair price tomorrow. So Courtney House at Watford for tomorrow is probably going to be a bet for me as well. Great stuff. As I said, about 20 on my list. Um, one extra note from uh, Coventry under-21s in midweek. Obviously, Coventry had plenty of games cancelled, so they're, they're putting out stronger sides for these under-21 games. They beat Reading 3-0 because people need you know plenty of game time. I, I just thought we got this lad on loan from Palace, started left-back Tayo Adaramola, was pushed further forward after about 25 minutes, had plenty of chances. You know, as, as Cole went to a back three and he played up, up on the left-hand side. I think he's good. Um, he's not going to start anytime soon, I think, or he's certainly not going to not bid well out at the moment. But if we keep it keep it nice and quiet, John, just between us, we'll find a good landing spot for him when he when he, when he he does start. And, and I think we could be in business. Elsewhere, look, Sam Hughes at Burton, I think he's knocking on the door. They to head to Cambridge. You're fresh off a 3-0 defeat midweek to Southampton. It feels like a nice spot for Sam Hughes this week you spoke about Watchdale Crawley could be anything um, I'd definitely consider Mazid or Gungbo at 22 to 1 for Crawley I'll be checking team news as well because Harry Ransom started for, for Crawley at the back in midweek when they beat Fulham it looks an absolute giant first start of the season hopefully he's a short price to start again 28 to 1 he goes had a had a chance from a set piece so um, certainly a name that I had circled that I didn't know before but certainly one to keep an eye on uh, where are we? Uh, League One. Um, not many wing-backs you'd be prepared to back at 8-1, to one, but Jack Sparks up against Accrington is probably one of those for Exeter. And backing down in League Two, I thought, let's not forget about Jack Armour at Carlisle. Just because we haven't talked about him in the last couple of weeks doesn't mean that he's right. off the list. A couple of shots arriving late on the left-hand side in the 2-1 defeat to Stevenage. I think Carlisle played Gillingham this weekend, don't they? So another good opportunity, another good spot. 
18 to 1. Still a really good price, but probably arguably the, the most productive fullback in the division at the moment. And you know, a goal or two should be just around the corner. Um, John, I'm a I'm an expert at this now. So not only am I, you know, me and you the gurus of picking out centre half goal scorers and defending goal scorers in the FL, but I put up Ian Matson last week. So I'm now an expert, a self-proclaimed expert in picking out who's going to be carded this week. Um, so I just thought I'd pick out a new one. Um, uh, it was at Stoke last weekend, a tough week saying goodbye to, to Michael O'Neill. Impressed by Liam Delap, who made his Stoke debut, but you can tell that it means a lot for him to arrive at Stoke on loan from Man City. Unfortunately, that desire has played out in some over-enthusiastic aggression. He got booked. I thought he was lucky to stay on the pitch. It feels like an emotionally charged week at Stoke. They head to Blackburn, 11-4 for Liam Delap to be booked for a different kind of notebook, but still a notebook that hopefully gets us paid out as well. John, um, loads of selections there people might need to listen again to pick out who we've got but hopefully we'll try and claim some winners come five o'clock on saturday afternoon uh you off to watch any football this weekend john yeah like uh i like all those selections as well um was it harry ransom something a bit fishy about that one i get it i get it yeah i was itching to get that one in for about the last five <laughs> i nearly said it i nearly said <laughs> yeah, it. yeah Ramsden. no he's a new yeah. name no i don't think i've been to lincoln before so i'm going to try and get to that game tomorrow what about yourself i have it's a heart it's a summer holiday stroke bank holiday weekend so i've got the um Drayton Manor Park Alton Towers double this weekend so I should be I should be frantically refreshing live score whilst I'm probably sat in the queue for some overpriced ice cream <laughs> somewhere brilliant John have a great weekend we'll um, we'll catch up soon hopefully a few winners there for everyone um, yeah we'll see you all next week thanks mate good luck everyone <laughs>